1: Hi, so uh, today on Irish Tech News, uh, we're delighted to have one, a regular interviewee back, and then two, uh, someone new who we haven't spoken to before. So, first of all, uh, it's great to have Gary from hosting Ireland back. And maybe Gary, if you can just explain why we're having you back.
2: Thank you so much, Simon. As always, it's great to be on your show. So thank you for inviting me. Um, I guess you've had me on many times, thank you. And I've mainly been discussing uh, the role of data the evolution of data and its connection with Ireland over the years. Um, but what we've found over our journey of the last eight years is that whilst the we started by um, promoting Ireland as an optimum place to rest your data, that the ecosystem around that has effectively grown uh, in the design space, in the planning space, in the build and the supply of equipment into digital infrastructure, including data centers, telecoms, fiber, um, nearly Simon to a level that now we would say that 80 to 85% of our ecosystem partners are uh, location agnostic. They're Irish from Ireland, but they're not necessarily operating solely in Ireland. So it's an incredible evolution that we've seen um, and I guess that's one of the great dividends, the unseen dividends to Ireland is all of this ingenuity, all of this creativity in and around the data centres, digital infrastructure space that actually has been built and designed anywhere but Ireland. Um, so it's great to be here and and I think that's what we're going to discuss today a little bit more.
1: Thanks Gary. Uh, well that's great and that makes sense. Um, now I know that you guys have been running a pro bono competition. So could you maybe explain what it is uh, and why you decided to do it?
2: What we noticed Simon was the, the evolution of this ecosystem wasn't just with the big gridiron companies or hardware companies. There was an awful lot of professional services, startups, scale-ups coming into the market. Um, I guess being um, influenced by the 30 years or so looking at centres and digital infrastructure being built in Ireland. And we felt we'd been uh, long enough around and we got to the correct level of scale that we wanted to effectively have a competition to ask that startup and scale up um, fraternity and cohort in the Irish, uh, owned by Irish, registered in Ireland. Uh, ecosystem to come and join us but obviously um they may not be as flush with cash as some of our other partners so it was a free pro bono competition looking for two startups and scale-ups that could demonstrate that they were adding value or indeed were thinking differently about the digital infrastructure space so in 2021 we had uh, we started with our competition uh, and we had two uh, um successful companies. This year, um, we had, uh, again, two successful companies. And honestly, they couldn't be more different. One was in the very, the design build of infrastructure or parts of infrastructure, great little company called FureTech out of Ireland. And the second one was a professional services company who have ESG at their heart, and that's what they start their positioning from, which is rebellion. Um, And I think we're going to be joined now by uh, the Executive Council member um, from Rebellion to talk to us about their journey and their process of getting into Hosting Ireland initially and ultimately what they're doing to add value to the digital infrastructure
1: space. Perfect. Okay, Gary, that makes sense. And as you say, we do have uh, Alma Sotile on the line. Uh, who is Italian but based in West London? So maybe Alma, does that sound like a fair summary of who you guys are and what you do? How How would you give an elevator pitch as to who you are and what you do?
0: Hi, Simon and Gary, and thanks for having me. Um, so yes, that was a perfect description. Uh, in that, well, I'm a sustainability consultant. Um, as you said, I work for a startup called Rebellion and our mission is to drive climate action within uh, the construction industry um, with our uh, main clients being the data center construction um, partners uh, so yes uh, our ambition is to uh, really make a change uh, in terms of well not only how construction projects are delivered but also the overarching. Uh, mentality and attitude so yeah we are here to to bring diversity as as a team of um, young uh, members I suppose so the average age is about 26 and there's currently 10 of us uh, of which seven are women Um, so um, the whole point of rebellion existing is to bring an innovative perspective to construction
1: okay cool so that makes sense to me then as you explaining that how does uh what hosting ireland do and offer work with you guys like what's what's the uh the appeal to working with them and then after that we can dig into the competition
0: when i applied for uh, the pro bono partnership which is about a year ago now uh, we were still um, fairly young business we were less than a year old and i would say for us um the pro bono partnership was really a learning opportunity um in that um we uh, got a chance through through the uh, partnership to attend uh events and talks from these uh you know major um members of the data center industry and we increased our network and at the same time, we developed our skills and our capabilities as a young business. Um, so we got support in terms of uh, pitching and we got a great deal of marketing coverage as well. And an amazing thing about the Huston partnership was that we got work out of it in a very friendly way so all the get-togethers and the networking opportunities they never have um a cold selling kind of vibe to them but it's rather making friends and you know accessing uh the, the right people and for us uh, as a small business and a business that you know at the time didn't necessarily uh, have the financial abilities to access a partnership like this it was a um, really a great opportunity to grow
1: okay that makes sense uh and uh, generally uh from uh profiles and uh research with hosting island they are it's quite a collegiate atmosphere uh I, gary previously described it as kind of a, a coalition of competing companies but in the same area so it makes sense um for for the pro bono with such a diverse range of companies how 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 can you compete when you're all quite different like how, how did they work that one through to enable you guys to do the pro bono activity uh and yet you're all quite different
0: i would say the fact that we are different um is probably our selling point Um, a lot of companies um well particularly the most established ones um they know uh that there is a need for change uh that sooner or later uh regulation uh tighter regulation in terms of uh environmental and social performance will come and they will have to um diversify uh, their offerings so i think a lot a lot of companies in the partnership uh found us, as a kind of breath of fresh air i suppose also um because we are not a traditional consultancy if you like so the name the name rebellion kind of speaks for itself and that um we're very much an alternative to traditional ways of working so um people like me they're only like fresh out of university um have the opportunity to uh access key decision makers and clients etc so we're really empowered to um bring innovation. Um, so I would say um, a lot of companies like that, like us for for that very reason. And in fact, um, I would think a rebellion is needed in the way construction is run in order to uh, grow in a sustainable way.
1: Mm-hmm look i mean and so by, by calling yourselves rebellion uh maybe intentionally or otherwise but probably intentionally uh, it obviously evokes climate rebellion and those kind of projects so you are working in the sustainability space so how can we move fast enough and i guess what positive trends are you encouraged by
0: well i'm encouraged by um the fact that our clients are in the data center industry right so it's uh, a sector that is rooted in innovation and i think innovation will be key for a sustainable transition in that we we just can't live without technology it's our daily bread for any uh, industry really so we will use tech uh, and our clients um, capabilities technologically uh, as a way to leverage change as a tool for change um so i think the first step for everyone is to measure their impact and just be really transparent really Uh, so um i think there can be a lot of secrecy around um the way companies are run and their environmental impacts and implications so just kind of letting go of that ego and just being completely honest and transparent and saying you know we know we've made some damage just like a lot of industries and a lot of companies have in the past but we are doing something about it i think having that positive uh, attitude uh, is what will really drive some change
1: okay cool and so w- with the pro bono campaign uh you're involved uh you have uh been successful uh have had successful outcomes so i guess what what are successful outcomes from it and what w- what does good look like uh you know if if, if 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 a third party turns around and says okay well the pro bono campaign was interesting and positive how would you articulate in what ways it it it, it, it achieved positive things
0: well the first word that comes to mind is friendship in that again in a warm uh kind of friendly environment through host um we accessed um a large network um that you know a small company like us uh, perhaps wouldn't have otherwise accessed and for us um knowing the right people and i suppose at the right time and knowledge sharing uh was the biggest win so the fact that we got the opportunity to share our knowledge on sustainability um through talks and uh podcasts etc uh but at the same time uh, we also got um the op- opportunity to um access perhaps more experienced people or more established businesses that really support us supported us with our growth so i would say for a small business the biggest win is a learning and and also gaining gaining work because we we did gain work uh, in a friendly way
1: okay good good. yes that makes sense um so if things go well what, what would good look like in three to five years time uh and or if you had a magic wand uh and you could uh make make something definitely have happened in three to five years time what would good look like or what would you look like good to look like
0: well for us um the major driver is impact so as a business we want to have the biggest positive impact we can on the environment and society i would say in order to do that we uh, will have to grow and scale up um, in Europe and uh, yeah, so increase um, the size of the business. Um, I would say probably in three years' time will be at least double. where there's ten of us right now. we probably want to reach a size of uh, twenty five maybe in the short uh, term. and we are connected to a charity which is called uh, Rise Futures. Uh, that supports uh, vulnerable young adults um, in the care system and uh, uh, care leavers. So uh, part of our profits are uh, directly invested into RISE, which means that the more we grow, um, the more we'll
1: be able to support these people, which ultimately is our main goal. So to bring Gary back in on this one, I guess... Um, the pro bono is a relatively new venture, and I guess I'm going to ask you if you can give us an idea similarly, as they have an idea of what would good look like going forwards, uh, w- what does Hosting Ireland hope to do going forwards uh, with this initiative? I mean, and already, I guess it's been quite interesting that you're having quite a perhaps wider range of companies than you had imagined you'd have involved. So uh, give us an idea of, of, of what the future could look like in this context.
2: Really interesting Simon listening to Alma talk there um, as if it was a one-way street um, and all the advantages that rebellion found by them becoming a partner in host in Ireland because it also one of the objectives of it is for us to learn as well because often we're all moving so quickly and moving uh, so rapidly that we stop to actually understand what's coming through and it, it, it's often just language. You know, I have young children myself, and uh, they speak a different language. But if we can agree what they, we all mean, then at least we can move forward together. And to have companies like Rebellion and FureTech, who basically are run by by young entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs uh, that are of the age of twenty five to twenty seven years old, you know, they're looking they're looking at the world in a different lens, uh, to maybe even where where they're taking technology. What we see is technology, Simon, as just not technology at all. They're just tools. So it's wonderful to get that input and refresh of people and views. Um, And that's part of the dividend that we get, is it then helps us to understand more um, what what we're dealing with in terms of end users. Um, And when we look back even at the 2021 winners, um. What I think mostly they have given us and the 2022 winners is different insights into the same industry, looking at it from looking on the industry as distinct to being in the industry. And ultimately success for us is when we go forward now, which we've just done, we've just launched actually yesterday or maybe today, um, the 2023 pro bono process where we be, won't be necessarily saying we want to find another Rebellion or we want another tech or we want, we're just saying to the market, if you are a startup, a scale-up, if you have ambitions to be able to learn, if you want to teach as well, because as I say, the Rebellion have taught us stuff as well, and um, then we'd like to offer you a full partnership in Hosting Ireland, uh, we call it pro bono, but uh, effectively it's a, a free partnership and you get executive council uh, status, you get marketing council status. And if, I, if I'm if i right in saying Alma's first introduction to Host in Ireland, and I think this summarizes it, was what we call a walk and talk, where we meet, we walk, we go up Bray Head. You bump into people, you talk to people, but those people are probably CEOs, C-level executives, senior management of other companies that you know the brands, but you've never met somebody in that company. And I think that's really the, the whole idea behind the coopetition that you referred to earlier, is that we need to get behind the brands and get to the people and get to the people who, no matter what level they're at, whether they're a C-level senior management, most of them like to talk. And we can only talk to the people that turn up so by having the likes of rebellion in the room or if you're taking the room who are looking at the industry differently but we're peering you're peering with them in an executive council meeting or a walk and talk or whatever it might be then we can sort of intuitively help each other to learn more and make a difference so to me if i'm answering your question correctly what the success looked like this year well we're open for new applications I'm sure you'll share as part of the podcast how people can apply. It's open to Irish companies, Irish registered companies, Irish led companies, um, who want to come into the Host in Ireland partnership um and teach us as much as we can give them a platform for growth.
1: Perfect. Uh as always, succinctly put. So uh thank you, Gary. Um thank you also, Alma. Um Alma, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Um
0: I'll say thank you for having me. Um and I will definitely encourage uh, any uh, small businesses and startups uh, that have ambitions to grow within the tech industry to apply because uh, the Huston Island Partnership is truly a unique opportunity to grow uh, in terms of your abilities and also to scare you, scale up your network.
1: Perfect. So it was a pleasure to have you both on. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on...